Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in to another episode of This Catholic Life. Today I'm sharing with you a recording of a recent confirmation talk that I gave at a confirmation retreat here in the Diocese of Syracuse. If you're ever interested in having me come and speak at your parish event or confirmation retreat or any retreat, I'd be very interested in connecting with you. You can uh, find my email in the show notes and connect with me there. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this talk called Hide and Seek, The Gift of True Faith. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. You just say, come Holy Spirit, and just repeat that. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord God, we just thank you so much for being a good Father. Jesus, we just thank you so much for always pursuing us, for seeking after us. God, we just pray that you can allow us to just open our hearts to you, to allow us to be found. Mary, we just ask that you can bless us and guide us to your Son. Help us to know the loving embrace of God the Father. We ask all this through Mary's intercession as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. So, um, hide and seek is like my favorite game in the world. Um, right now, I am a dad uh, and a husband, and I have two kids, Eden and Linus. And I have one kid on the way coming in April, so that's very exciting. I'm going to be dad of three under four. I know, it's crazy. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But hide and seek is like my life. Um, Chris will tell you, Uncle Chris over here, um, Chris is my daughter Eden's godfather. And so Chris will come over all the time. And how often does Eden like to play hide and seek? She likes it a lot. She likes hide and seek a lot. lot. Let me ask you, though, have you ever played hide and seek with a kid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. You, you won? She's proud of that. She's proud of that. Destroying dreams. What? Destroying dreams. She's destroying dreams everywhere. She's winning no matter if you're if you're in high school, if you're older than her, if you're a three-year-old, she is going to beat you at hide and seek. Good job, Zoe. Crushing it. Crushing it. Um, playing hide and seek with someone who's, who's young, especially like three-year-old or, or younger, is kind of hilarious. It's like the funniest thing ever. Um, I'll just give you an example because this is what happens with Eden. So we're playing uh, hide and seek, and I'll be like, okay, go, go and hide, okay? Go and hide. And I, like, let her go and hide. And it's, it's so funny because, like, I'll close my eyes, and I'll be, like, counting, right? Just be like, one, two, three. And you got to be, like, a little, like, obnoxious over the top so she knows to, like, go and hide. And you're like, one, two, three. And she's running off. She's like, giggly little Eden, the funniest thing ever. She's like, <laughs> So imagine this is a curtain, and she's standing there behind the curtain. She's like, woo woo you know, standing behind the curtain. And then me, counting, I get to the, the end of the countdown, and I'm like, okay, ten, ready or not, here I come. Okay, and she's giggling her face up. Can you help me out? Maddie, just go over there and giggle a little okay. bit, okay? So she's eating now, okay? <laughs> so she's going to giggle. Yeah, okay, and I'm seeking her. I'm going, I'm playing your role. And I'm walking around, I'm like, 
And I remember, I'm her dad. I'm Eden's dad. I love her so much. I want to have fun with this game. I don't want to kill her hopes and dreams. I'm going to let her like do this. So I'm just going, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. I wonder where she could be. Do you know where we know? Is she under your table? She's not there. Oh, my gosh. I, I cannot find her. <laughs> she is just, she is so good at hiding, Christina. That's my wife's name. Christina, you see Uncle Chris? I don't know where she is. She's not there. Definitely not over here. Is she all under this table? What is going on? Eden is the best at hide and seek. She needs to be hide and seek legend of the world. ESPN needs to cover this event. Like, I can't find her. And then, this is what naturally will happen. Okay, as I'm doing this, she's overwhelmed. She's hiding and she's like, I can't take it anymore. She's been laughing the whole time. And then, out of nowhere, she will run out to me. Because that's how you play. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! Eden, you were so good! High five! Oh my god! And it is like the funnest game of hide and seek ever. I just love playing hide and seek with, with Eden. It's like the best thing ever. Because like... It's just like, she loves it. She loves it so much. And I think it's so true when we play hide and seek. Like, we asked. We were like, hey, who wants to be the seeker? What do you all say? No. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. Stupid. Except for you, you were great. You did good things. But we always want to be the one who hides. Right? We always want to be the one who hides and goes. We're going to be like, I'm going to find the best hiding spot ever. It's going to be so fun. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to win no matter what, right? That's what we always want to do. We never want to be the one who goes out and seeks. And then, you know, that's, I think, something that I want to reflect on today because that's something that's so true to our human nature. And it's something that's so true with our spiritual life. Like, we so often want to hide ourselves from God. We, we don't want to seek him out. We, we just want to go and hide behind the curtain. And we want to kind of guard ourselves a little bit. And we have a really amazing father who loves us so much that is willing to let us go and hide. And he knows where we are the whole time. He knows exactly where we are the whole time. And he'll, he'll just let us hide. Even when we're just hiding behind the curtain and we're kind of letting ourselves be guarded, he's just there always seeking after us. He's seeking after us always. And it's pretty amazing that that's the God that we, that we have in our life. That's the Father in heaven who loves us so much. He's just willing to deal with us. Even as we're just like little children, you know, hiding behind the curtain. It's like almost a way that he just loves us so sweetly. Like he just allows that to happen. He like allows us to play throughout our life like this. And he's always pursuing us. But I think that the trick for our spiritual life is to be like children. And it's funny, me and sister were talking about this on the drive up, right? Having childlike faith is, is really the gift that God calls us to, to have a faith that is like a child. And, you know, just like Eden, when we play hide and seek, right? She just wants to be found. Then when she's hiding back there, you know, she just can't contain it anymore. And she just has to come out from where she's hiding 
run into my arms and it's like the greatest embrace ever, right? Those are like the moments I cherish with my daughter. And those are the moments that God cherishes with you, his children. He cherishes these moments where we just allow ourselves to be found rather than going into these places where we hide so often. And, you know, I don't know what those things are that you're that are causing you to hide. There's a lot of different things. Maybe there are sins in our life, these places we go or people we hang out with that maybe like Chris talked about, we shouldn't be hanging out with these things we need to detach from, but we're just holding on to them so much because sometimes in our life, it's easier to hide. But God's calling us and he's pursuing us. He's seeking after us so that we could just come out from where we're hiding, run into his loving embrace and remember that his mercy, his love has always been there, always will be there, and is ready to embrace us so that we could be the best version of ourselves and do whatever we're called to do with our life. So the way we do that is by having true faith. Because it's hard. Like I said, we suffer and we go and we hide wherever it is and we, we hide behind all those things that we hold on to that we can't detach from. But we have to let go of those things. We have to surrender those things. We have to run out from where we're hiding and give our life over to God. And we have to do that in true faith. And how do we do that? Well, it's amazing that we have this great gift of scripture to be able to turn to. This is God's love letter to us. It's where God shows us how much he loves us. He speaks life into our life. He really just gives us what we need through the gift of scripture. And there are so many stories in this book, God's word, that he tells us how to live our life. And so as we pray and we reflect on scripture, we can really get to understand how can we live a life of true faith. And I think in Mark chapter five, there's this great story of this woman who shows us a great example of true faith that I think can help us all in our efforts to just stop being hidden from God and allow ourselves to be found. It says, a great crowd was following Jesus. And they thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. And she had suffered much under many physicians. And she had spent all that she had. But she grew no better, but rather only grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus. And she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said... If only I touch just the hem of his garments, I shall be made well. And immediately the hemorrhaging ceased, and she felt in her whole body that she was healed from her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples who were with him said, Jesus, you see the crowd pressing around you, yet you ask, who touched you? And he looked to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before the Lord and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Of your disease. The gospel of the Lord. So what do we see in this in this passage? It's called-
called the the passage of the hemorrhaging woman. What do we what do we see happening here? Well, first we see this woman, right, and she's been suffering for twelve years from this affliction, from this disease, from this pain in her life. And we also see this crowd of people that are pushing upon Jesus. They're, they're all walking about him because they've heard of these great miracles, these great wonders that he's performed. And then we see Jesus walking amongst this crowd. And because this woman hears about Jesus, it says, it says that she heard about the great things that Jesus was doing, that she came up behind him. Because remember, she's been suffering with this for a long time. And during these days, in Jesus's time, if you were somebody who was going through this disease that this woman was going through, you were seen as unclean. And so you were ostracized from everyone else. You're right. You were hidden from everybody else. You weren't allowed to be around anyone else. And so she's coming up behind Jesus because she feels like she has to hide herself. She can't fully show herself. And so she comes up behind him and reaches out because she believes she has this true gift of faith. That if she just reaches out and just touches just the garment of his clothes, she'll be made well. And instantly, she reaches out and she's made well. She's cleaned of everything. Healed from everything that she was suffering for through years and years of all that she had gone through. And Jesus feels this. And he's like, what the heck just happened? Because he feels the power of his healing grace going to this woman. But he doesn't know where it went to. And he's like, where, what's happening? And his disciples are like, what are you talking about? Like, everyone's here. Everyone's brushing up against you. Like, you're touching probably a bunch of people in this giant crowd. So what are you talking about? And what we see there, what's really interesting there, is it's actually showing us that, yeah, lots of people are touching Jesus in this moment. But there's only one person who's healed in this story. And it's the woman who reaches out in faith. And I think this is kind of something we should reflect on as we talk about opening our hearts and allowing ourselves to be found by Jesus, every single one of you is preparing to receive this great gift of the sacrament of confirmation. The sacraments in general are an amazing gift for all of us. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that a sacrament is a face-to-face encounter with God. That's pretty incredible. But I think sometimes if we're honest, we can kind of treat the sacraments like, eh, whatever. Just another day at Mass, just another time receiving Eucharist. And I think sometimes when we go into confirmation, we're like, okay, this is just the end of my faith formation, and I'm never going to show up after this. It's just, I'm finally going to be done. It's like Catholic graduation. Instead of thinking of these different sacraments as a moment in your life where you have a face to face encounter with God who loves you, who's seeking you out, who's pursuing you, that Those moments when we receive the sacraments can totally transform our life. Just like they transformed the hemorrhaging woman who reached out in true faith. And so I challenge you today. I challenge you to be like the hemorrhaging woman and not like the people in the crowd. Because there were a lot of people in the crowd who were just going, brushing up shoulders against Jesus. They touched his garments, but they weren't healed. And every single one of us, I bet you've gone to the sacraments and you've probably felt like, yeah, I'm just like in the crowd of Jesus. You've even held him in your hand this morning, maybe. You went up, you received the Eucharist, you touched Jesus, and yet, did that moment transform you? That's things we have to question in our spiritual life when we face these moments in our life, when we're receiving the sacraments, and when we're facing these big moments. Are we allowing God to really find us 
and to really transform and heal us. Because here's the thing. He doesn't force himself on any one of us. God loves us so much that he's allowing us to hide. Go through our life. Do anything that you do. But he's waiting for us to just say, I need you, Lord. I surrender. I give my life to you. And when you need it, and like Chris said, there's going to be a moment where you might need it in life. Maybe it's right now. To reach out in faith that knowing, because of all the great things you've heard about Jesus, have faith that Jesus can actually transform your life. And if only you touch just his garment, you'll be made well. And he'll look at you or he'll look at me and he'll say, my daughter, my son, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. And so I challenge you that let's try to do that today. Let's try to invite Jesus into our life that he might heal us, that he might make us well, that he might give us this great gift of true faith. Let's just pray for that now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we just thank you so much for the gift of faith. The gift of faith that transforms us. Lord, we know that if we only have the faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. We could do anything with you, Lord. Jesus, give us that faith. Plant that seed inside us that it might grow into something beautiful, something good, full of hope, full of joy, full of love for the world, for you for ourselves. Jesus, help us to know your love and your mercy, your embrace. Give us the courage to step out from where we're hiding, to lay down everything at your feet in fear and trembling, and to just know that you are our loving Father who embraces us and says, we are healed. Our faith has saved us. Mary, guide us to your son always. Help us to have this faith that you had when you said yes to the Lord. As we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of This Catholic Life. If you like this podcast, please be sure to leave us a review and a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And also share it on your social media to help people learn about the show. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon. We have another interview coming up about Chris Paget and his testimony of his Catholic life. If you know anything about Chris Paget, he's a really funny guy, and we're going to have a great conversation talking about his Catholic life, and I know it'll be inspiring for many of you. We'll see you on another episode of This Catholic Life. Thanks so much for tuning in.